Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to another episode of the penny bloom podcast it is i colton robertson and today we cap off this wonderful week that is the 1994 stop on our 52 year journey through film we've done every day this week sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and every single one of those days i've been joined by joseph george what's up homie Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here, and man, what a week it has been. What a week it has been today. It's Saturday, and we're talking the Shawshank Redemption. Now, uh, 1994 was such a powerful year for movies, and uh, this week has been joyous, to say uh, to say the least. It's actually interesting. It's taken so long to cover this week that I watched this movie a month ago in anticipation for this podcast and had mm. to rewatch it. <laughs> um. And the day that I did watch it, uh, it, it ended up being one of the better movie days for me. Uh, went and saw, watched the Shawshank Redemption, followed it up with Spider-Man No Way Home, and went and saw the Batman in theaters. Sheesh. Uh, that's a good movie day. That's a good movie Damn. day. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> who was that? That was really weird. That was, what the, who, Tom Brady. Um, but, uh, I can't believe that man's going to stick with it. He's just going to, he's just going to keep playing. What a fucking, what a fucking maniac. Ah, but the Shawshank Redemption. Let's talk the Shawshank Redemption, if we will. Let's, uh, let's lay the, uh, lay the groundwork. Mm. The Shawshank Redemption released on October 14th, 1994. And if that sounds like a, a familiar date, it's because two of our movies this week were released on that very day. Pulp Fiction and The Shawshank Redemption were the both released day? in theaters and on October 14th, 1994, which makes it one of the most powerful days in movie history, frankly. Damn. Um, Imagine choosing. Right. Like, well, I guess you wouldn't Well, that's know. what's crazy. All of these were in the theaters at the same time. You know, Forrest Gump was still in its theatrical run. Um, Jeez. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... Uh, I think Toy Story might have came out in 1994. Jesus. And it was in theaters. Like, it was a... yeah. Um, for Toy Story. I see, but, I see. Yeah. Man, Not but yet. still, I mean, like, I guess they wouldn't know, you know, like, saying Pulp Fiction and Shawshank came out on the same day. It's like, how do you choose between which movie you go to? But, like, how they didn't know that these movies were, yeah. like, there, the you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, which is, but, uh, wow, that's even crazier to think about. Like, imagine if Shawshank or Pulp Fiction was like our Batman, you know, like the movie that like mm. we went out, like, you know, just to, to see, or like, I don't know, it's just weird to think like back in 94, that's what people were seeing instead of, um, you know, these franchise, these franchise mm. and sequel movies and et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, yeah, uh, beyond that though, 
beyond the release date. It's based on a short novel by Stephen King, uh, Rita Hayworth in the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, screenplays by Frank Darabont, and it's directed by Frank Darabont. And interestingly enough, uh, Frank Darabont was almost called upon to write The Phantom Menace in the Star Wars saga. Um, interesting to think about what could have been if the guy who wrote The Shawshank Redemption had his hands on Star Wars. Um, but ultimately, George Lucas couldn't take his little his little hands off the prequel trilogy. You know, he did all of that himself. So, uh, but Frank Darabont, this is a, uh, you know, they they never lied. You know, the first time I watched this was about a month ago, first time ever. I watched this, and I was like, uh, okay. I've always heard this is one of the greatest movies of all time, top top three greatest films of all time pretty universally and i was mm. like all right i'll get around to it i will i promise but there was something about it that wasn't wasn't hitting with me like i i, I wouldn't i wouldn't engage with it and uh, when i did i was like fuck no one ever lied to me this is very very genuinely one of the greatest films that has ever existed it's, it's just that good oh yeah, it's like, so perfectly executed man it is a movie that um at whenever you first start watching it 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 is just weird and you're like it's like just a like a prison movie you know and it's like i don't know how can how can this movie be at at the level that people hold it at like how can just a movie about some prisoners be this good and then like the first time i watched it at least my mind was like blown like i remember just being like the like Oh my god, this dude's a mega genius. Like this mm. was and like the movie was perfectly crafted to like just give you all the little hint. Like it whenever you watch it again, you see all the little things he does yes. knowing what he did. Over you know, like the course and, of of nineteen years he he was planning towards that that whole time. And uh that's it's pretty incredible, you know. This uh this story of uh, Andy Dufresne told through the eyes of Ellis uh, Boyd Redding Red by uh, uh, played by Morgan Freeman, who frankly is just fucking stellar in mm. anything he touches. And uh, God, I love mm-hmm. him here. This is honestly, these are two of my favorite characters. Uh, one of my favorite on-screen duos ever, Andy Dufresne and Red. Like that's a, mm. that's a classic movie pairing right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is up the there. The 90s this... awards are going to be stacked. I didn't even it's think. Gonna be we have tall. so many movies for. Well, I guess we ought to have like a best we... duo category where it's like John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson, Andy Dufresne. And, uh... Do the 90s awards include all of these movies or are we only yes. selecting Forrest Gump? No, hmm. all okay. of them. All of them okay. for that one. Um, okay, good. Cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, It'll yeah, just be like, like yeah, the averages that we take into account will be uh mm. will be just Forrest Gump, but uh, mm. but uh, I mean Morgan Freeman, you know, narrates part of this movie too. You know, every now and then where there's some Crucial. narration, which is which I'm, is always beautiful, just to hear his voice and narration. Of course, um, and I gotta guess that this is what kind of makes it like uh, yeah, this is this was his narrator movie, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he uh. This was like everything I've ever thought it might be, but several things more. Like it was like, I, I just don't know what I was expecting. And it wasn't, I, I didn't anticipate the resonate 
the the resonation that I got out of it, you know, like everything that it mm. hit me with over and over and over, you know, and uh, to see the horrors of the of the prison system, you know, like it's just crazy to me that like we can watch this, see these things and go like, like our justice system goes, people deserve that. Mm-hmm. I, and that, I, oof, and I don't that know stuff if I can is, get behind it. Is still happening today, yeah. right yeah. now. Like, I mean, obviously there's probably some aspects of this movie that, that play it up a little bit, like dramatize it a little bit, but like, you know, they got, they got one of the prison guards being a fucking assassin up on the, up on the railing up there, pulling Trig down on one of the Mm. inmates. Mm. Um, I feel, that feels a little over the top, but Hey, like the, the first thing, like we, we kick off this movie with, uh, with shame, this is his only character name, but fat guy, mm. uh, getting beat to death. That one's not as out there as the, uh, as the assassination. It's like, uh, well, yeah, like the, the doctor was already off work and he had to lay there till morning and he was, he was dead by morning. So, uh, like Damn. that is devastating. And you saw um, like the, uh, like it was so interesting seeing how, um, the old people who have been in in there for a while, how they react to things, and then seeing like the fish become those people, and then having the same reactions. Um, yeah. But like whenever you know they they realized that he was dead, they were like, you know, it was the bets he won the money, like everything, like whatever won the the smokes. But then they heard that he was dead, and it was just like ah, oh. like it just instantly like ruined the fun for him, you know. And they it was like they act like it's like doesn't matter uh, what his name is, he's dead. Yeah, it's like they're a family, but also the most dysfunctional family of all time at the same yeah. time. Um, yeah. They can all feel for each other, but they can never um, open up or feel for another because if they do that, then they're seen as weak and like, you know, or so it's like it's just no matter what they do, like they're they're just screwed. Um, yeah, it's it's just devastating, you know, and you know, we don't see that bet again the rest of the movie. Mm. Like anytime they they introduce a new a new class of mm. uh, of inmates, it's like uh, that was that for that tradition. You know, they did it. It felt like they did it a lot. But then, you know, he goaded him. You know, he goaded him into crying. Haywood did. He was like, hey, that's true. Yeah, that guy. You know. Trying oh, to be the you? friend at first, you know, he sounded like he was going to be nice at first. And then, oh, God. I'll have man. to introduce you to these guys. They'll make you a real good friend. They'll make you a mm. real good friend. And uh, I don't belong here. And he just, he kept crying. And they were like, dude, shut the fuck up. You're going to die. Um, And they, like, yeah. They, like, the fear of that guard, like, they knew. Like, that's the thing. Is that, that that's... I don't know. It's a, it was a, it's always just like take a step back and then like your thing. Like I'm just watching a movie, but like no, like this stuff like it's happening in real life. So every time I take a step back and I'm like it's just a movie, it's like oh well, can't really do that either because like it's reality as well. Yeah, but, it's uh, not, uh, like we do have a prison system that is absolutely horrific. Mm. Um, in many in many many places. Um, man, um, I don't know. The plan that Andy came up with, like it, it seems, I don't know. This is like truly goaded, like mastermind level. Like, um, I wonder if like, 
I don't, like I know this is based on a novel, but I wonder right. if the novel was based on someone actually doing this and like this is how they got out of prison. Right. I don't maybe not all the the laundering and like that aspect, but like I don't I don't know. Right. I guess it could 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 have happened, but uh Hey, the organized crime side of this movie, uh, that's something I didn't anticipate, you know, and I like the, um, the way they really lay before you the hypocrisy of, uh, of the warden, the warden Norton, who is committing all sorts of fucking crimes and has the, uh, audacity to seem holier than thou, literally. Um, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, that, what, what a hate a hateful, hateful man and a hateable character. Like there are a few characters out. ever that I'm like, oh, I fucking hate this man more. There's like I I cannot stand the warden in this movie. It's his death scene is very it's a satisfying one. It's like it, it, everything's closing in on him. He's about to get you know unveiled, brought into the and light. the, the you know, literal uh. Literally, one of them go. One of the guard, one of the policemen outside of his door goes, "Make it easy on yourself," and that's what makes him go. Okay, that is. uh, Damn. Yeah. Wow. Um, But I mean, I'm thinking like the start of like the organized crime, like start of it, like the the moment that like he kind of gets into it is like one of my favorites of like the movie is whenever they're tarring the roof. Um, yes. and Andy stops and he goes over, you know, he's hearing his, you know, the, the main guard talk about, uh, like a 10 K or 30 K gift or something. Yeah. From amount his, of money uh, that's being taxed or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Andy goes over and he's like, yo, do you trust your wife? Like, uh, if you just give it to her, you know, one time wife get blah, blah, blah. And like, um, every, and then he gets beer for everyone, you know, like, he's oh, like, dude, as, long, such- as long, as long. As you know, you get you get some beer from for my boys, and I feel uh, like a man doesn't really feel a man unless he has nice cold bottle, nice cold can of suds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just cuts to them all just like so happy, just chilling on that roof, oh. drinking their beer, and Andy's just chilling, like watching them all so drink. Like it. he's so happy to see it, you know. And like that's, that's one of the things about this that about these two characters, Andy and Red, that really makes them satisfying. Is that uh, you know, Red is he he like he's you know he picks him first of the of the people he thinks is gonna bitch out is gonna bitch mm-hmm. out and cry at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he the the respect that he gains for Andy over the course of the movie, like the where they end up, I've there is not a more satisfying ending in the history of movies, mm-hmm. um. I, I'd be like, this is amongst the greatest and maybe not like, uh, like, oh yeah, that's, that's realistic. I believe that would happen. But, uh, this is like a fairy tale ending, you know, like oh, yeah. this, this, this makes me so happy. This is on like return of the Jedi ending levels of happiness for me, you know, uh, when we get there, it's, uh, it's fucking fantastic. I mean, on IMDb, it's rated a 9.3 out of 10. And like for IMDb, that's that's kind of nuts. Like two that's point, insane. how many people have rated it? Two point two point six million people. 
have rated this movie. Um, I wonder what it 2. is. Um, Six million people having a nine out of ten with two point six million people weighing in is fucking crazy. Yeah, critically a nine. Yeah, like that. That makes sense. Critically, it kind of lines up. But audience score of a ninety-eight, which I mean, like, what rating like really matters, like in a movie. If it's out for a while, I feel like the audience score is more important than the critically rated mm. score, in my opinion. Because, like, the point of a movie is to appeal, you know, to the, the most to an audience you can, to an audience. And, like, um, I feel like, you know, like, the audience score of, like, The Last Jedi, for example. That, that like, throw that one out of the window. That's, like, that's different. But, like, a movie that's been out for a while and, like, is, that has, like, you know no controversy or anything about it. I feel like the audience score does like matter more. And like, I, I don't know. I feel it's, it, this is like in my top 10, like movies of all time, very, very comfortably. No, and like, no it doubt. quite possibly in the top five. Um, it's I, uh, top five just changes all the time though. Um, yeah. I've been so. keeping track. I've been trying to like keep track of what my top 10 favorite movies are as mm-hmm. we're doing this. You know, I, 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 th- I thought of it when Pulp Fiction came up, just a couple days ago and I was like, you know what? That's not top 10 anymore. It might have, it might have once upon a time, but it's really not anymore. And, uh, you know, I, I like Forrest Gump, but it's, it's not, it's not a top 10 favorite movie of mine. Uh, this, this is a top 10 favorite movie of mine, you know, uh, and it's, it's almost one of those things where I'm watching it and I'm like, there's, there's no doubt about it. Like we're, uh, even from the opening, when we first get to the prison and, uh, it's that, like that flyover shot of everybody, like that's, they made that, they made that happen, you know, like that's not, we're not watching that's- Spider-Man No Way Home where it's a bunch of blue screen <laughs> behind our, behind our actors. It's a, yeah. they, they flew up and took that shot for us, you know, and I think, uh, it's, hmm. it's really meticulous. I think of a shot when, uh, Andy's telling Red about, uh, where to go. Uh, he's about to break out that night and he tells, tells him, you know, head to this oak tree. We made love under it. And da, 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 da. Um, they're standing across from each other and like the camera, like almost looks like it's on the ground about 20 feet mm. away from them and reds up against the wall. And Andy's a few feet away from him. And it's just like, it's a really simple shot, really nice moment. And it's just like, God damn, that's just really well crafted. Uh, mm. I I love watching that sort of thing, and uh, God, this is just such a good movie, and one of the uh, a guaranteed cry for thirty ish minutes of the two and a half hours. Like it's like, ooh, I'm a I'm a cry during this one. There are yeah, this one was a uh, I think two tissue movie. I think I went for the second tissue. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to remember, like, the first time that I watched the, this one. I, yeah, I've watched this movie, like, uh, three times, I think, in, like, preparation for this pod now. Uh, one mm-hmm. time, like, yeah, about a month ago. Um, and then now twice. Um, now one, one like, yesterday and one, like, just now. Um, but uh, it, I've an average of a two-tissue um, movie, I would say, uh, for my cry scale. Um, hey, um, that... Uh... Brooks, man, that is the one for me, you know, like that's, uh, 
we we follow him getting out of prison right for like seven to ten minutes like we not a ton of screen time there but holy fucking shit for for ten straight minutes I am crying and when he finally comes to that conclusion you know I don't like it out here I don't think I don't I don't I'm not gonna be it I'm not gonna deal with it anymore like uh this moment like Watching it the first time, you know, you, no idea he's going to, I just thought like he's out, you know, like, oh my gosh, like he, he looks like he's doing well. And then, you know, you, you start to see whatever, but you like, I, I never expected him to go there, you know, first watch. Um, but then the second time I watch it, knowing like, what oh. happens, him leaving, like just seeing him leave the prison is enough for me to like already start. Oh crying. yeah. Well, because they, like. He's just leaving. Oh, He's entering a world that's completely different. Dude, dude was in in 05, 05. I think he said. 1905. Yeah, like, he's coming into a completely different world. And like that first step that he takes, I cry every time. Like oh it's the, God. when he steps over, Him like he has to bus. like, yeah, like, oh, like, oh. oh, dude, oh. it's tough to talk about, man. Yeah. And like, yeah. uh, whenever, uh, Red's reading the note he sent to the, he sent to the, uh, prison you know and he's like it, the 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 nail in the coffin for me in terms of just like sob is when he goes he should have died here you know like oh <laughs> like that yeah there That's... comes a point you know like he spent more than half his life in jail that is home now you know like that's he had a bur- a crow you know he had, he had like a kid <sighs> even kind of I, you know I, when he's like, I wish he, I, I just hope he'd come and visit me. Uh, he never does, but I, I, uh, I hold out hope. I'm like, fuck, dude. Yeah, and then Brooks was here. So was Red. That shit tore me up. That shit always tears me up. Ah, oh, man, it's tough to talk about, bro. That's that's like the that's some of the most moving and devastating shit in any movie I've ever watched. Uh, was was Brooks's. Uh, story here in the middle of Shawshank Redemption. Uh, Who would have thought a prison movie, you know, like, Oh my God. I just, I, I don't know. It's an insane movie to experience for the first time. And like seeing Andy's plan unraveling is insane. But then also every side story is there's not like one side story. That's really bad. Like, I don't know. There's, they're all like fantastic. Like, mm. even though some of them are devastating, you know, they end up very, very sad or very violent or whatever. They're all. That's the thing is that, like, uh, for a movie that is so drab in its imagery and devastating mm. and dark, it is ultimately, by the end, you have to watch the movie knowing how it ends to feel it. It's hopeful. Which is like the the ability to strike that balance to have made it as devastating and dark as it was at points, and then to end it with like a that monologue he's given when he's sitting there on the on the mm. bus or on the train, and he's like a oh he, he's saying something like a it's it's something only a free man can feel, you know, like a this this unknowing of where you're headed but knowing you're gonna go to it anyway and it's like uh you can 
because he starts that movie, one of his first lines, you know, the guy goes, hey, hey, Red, how you doing? He goes, ah, same shit, different day. Mm-hmm. So to yep. go into the unknown like that for the first time in over half his life, like, that's just, God, that makes me so happy. And, like, that's just, uh, the end of this movie is just ultimately just fucking glorious for that reason. Baller. Andy is a baller. That dude... That's a king is, right there. Oh my gosh. Like, did he do it? You know, like, I, like, there, there are some people that think that guy in prison, you know, like, uh, is still like lying that Andy it's truly insane, did, yeah. like, kill. I don't know though. Like, I, I, oh no, I think Andy was innocent. I, yeah, I really do. Just, just like, cause like, he seems like he just knew that he, like, he knew from day one that he was going to get out. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like he knows he's so confident in himself. And like, um, he just knew he didn't belong there. He knew he was innocent. He knew he was going to get out one way or the other. And like, he's. Oh, uh, people just... like the lawyer and the judge at the beginning, they perceive him as cold and mm. uh, like not an ounce of regret, but it's because he doesn't have any emotion towards this because he didn't do it. And he's not going to have an ounce of regret because there's nothing to regret. Um, so like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just rough, you know? And, uh, mm. yeah, I don't, I don't think he did it. I, I definitely don't think he did it. However, I do think there are points in this movie where he gets so low and so, entrenched and institutionalized in this prison that there are moments where he might think he did you know like like yeah. he, he's like i i shit i might as well have it's like whenever that dude yeah. tells him whenever that dude tells him like this man told me he killed him i think it's like probably the first time in years he can firmly go i i didn't do that you know yeah. like oh, i've been that, in here for oh. so long like i've been in here for so long that it's like Maybe, maybe I'm here for that reason. Like, maybe I really did. Like, I just like, I don't know. There's just got to be something psychologically that happens there. You know, that mm. I call this guy Elvis. I don't, I always forget uh, yes. his act. I think it's like James or something. Um, like, yeah, but the, for some reason, the, his, the hairstyle. like what happens to him? Like, oh Oof. my God, he goes through school basically, you know, like he's actually trying to get better. And then he's like, he quits, he gives up, but his score actually like passes him or whatever yeah. with a C plus average. But then he's, he doesn't even know that he passed because the warden killed him because like he didn't want Andy to leave, you know, like, oh my God, like, come on. like, oh, yeah, oh my uh, God, like, fuck that warden, man. Fuck that warden. Oh my God. And, uh, the, the guy who plays the warden, Bob Gunton, uh, you, he's real young here compared to where you would have seen him most recently. Uh, but you have seen him most recently. Is he's it? Leland. He's one of the, cro- he's one of the, uh, one of the guys <gasps> oh, who interacts Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daredevil. The, yeah. Oh my god, no way. Yeah, he's Leland. Wow, yeah, I, I didn't, uh, I felt, I don't know, I, I had, usually in a movie, like these movies, there's one person that's like, I've seen him from somewhere, but I can't quite pin it, and then you say it, and I'm like, oh my god, thank you, I can sleep at night. But this one, 
I had just a little suspicion. I'm like, he looks familiar, but I think this is the only thing he's in. I don't think right. I've seen him anywhere else. But now you. you like, now it's come full circle. And it's like, no, I truly like he, huh. I did kind of recognize something about him then. Yeah. Oh. There's also a Clancy Brown as uh as captain Hadley, who was uh you know, Surtur and Thor Ragnarok and mm. uh, <laughs> uh, Savage Opress in the clone wars. And, uh, uh, yeah, I recognize the, that voice. Yeah, I, I recognize oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. And he was easy. also the uh, the uh, the guy in the the Mandalorian episode who's giant and red and has the horns that get cut off in the in the prison. The oh, prison like rape. Hellboy, basically yeah, Star yeah. Wars Hellboy. Yeah, that was him too. Hmm. Um, yeah, Clancy Brown's been around for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's a God, what a well crafted movie, you know. And, uh, God damn. Like, I, the things that, like, always get me when I watch now, sorry, um, is just the little nods that they give you if you've seen the movie and you know, like, what's happening. Like, whenever he gets mm-hmm. his random, uh, room search, you know, and he's, holding his bible you know yeah Um, because that's the one thing he doesn't want them to search and the warden is like oh let me see that and you're like you know if you've seen the movie you're like "Mm," you know like oh yeah you're like oh or like and then the poster and he's like you know i guess we can make exceptions and you're like oh well that's that's a great exception to keep that poster up you know because yeah exactly Exactly. um or like and it's it's just a really good example of how he was willing to look the other way for his own his own gain, you know. And uh, the way Andy Dufresne fucks him in the end, man, when he put when he switches those switches <laughs> those ledgers out, oh, Ooh. takes the money, just does his own fucking thing. Dude and, was uh, dude was making bank in prison, you know, through someone else. Yeah. Like, and then that's like, I don't know. That's like, how can you ever come back from that? Like, that's the, that's the most like gangster shit I've ever, like, I don't know. How can you, I don't know. That's like insane. That's like that's some king the shit most right business, you know, the most like business gangster thing you could do. Oh my God. Um, and the fact that he was like, you know, I was a real straight, I was real straight and narrow on the outside i i had to come to prison to become a crook Mm. like uh (laughs) like i didn't i didn't start doing illegal shit until i got to prison um damn that's oh god and then oh man like him just having a you know a rock obsession you know just so that he can dump dump it in the field you know like just like and there's a line where uh he says something Something about like a chess match or like uh, something about like how you, you got to play the long game. And it's right after mm-hmm. he like talking about his like rocks or something like that. Legend. Um, but uh, like it's just it's so amazing. Like just watching it over and over and then still like still having it be as satisfying. You know, his like seeing everything unravel. Yes. It's like, oh, man, I don't know. This movie just never gets old. And it's it, it it's like, well, I'll be just, damned. It like, truly is just a goaded movie. Like it's one of it's just one of the best movies, just in general. It's like, um, did I say you were good? Shit, you were Rembrandt. Like, 
that's some real shit, man. This man is a genius. Mm. Oh yeah, he's. I don't know. There, Andy Dufresne, man. He's. He might be up there with like the all-time great movie protagonists. I'm trying to like. I mean, like they're you know. I was thinking of like Luke Skywalker. Like that's just iconic. Like. Andy Dufresne is not iconic like Luke Skywalker's iconic. You know, like, it's a different kind of character. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, and there's, it's not iconicism necessarily. Mm. It's just like, as far as a protagonist who you want to see succeed, mm. and ultimately does make that success happen, he's up there. You know, like that's a, that's a strong protagonist in any movie. You know, like that's 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 a hell of a role by Tim Robbins there. But uh. Mm. <laughs> Andy Dufresne, who crawled through a river of shit and came out clean on the other side. <laughs> like Andy Dufresne, who mm-hmm. crawled through a river of shit and came out clean on the other side. That was pretty good. There. Thanks. Thanks, man. I try. Yeah. Morgan Freeman's been one I've tried to refine over the years, but I've also discovered that there's only so much justice a white man can do it. Mm. Uh, it's not, uh, not fully, not fully, uh, Achievable, not doable. You can only get like fifty percent the way there. Yeah, frankly, I like how how could I, how could I even come close to to Morgan Freeman? You, like you don't you don't touch Morgan Freeman. Mm. That man's a god in this game. Go talking about goats. I mean, like I I can't think of another narrator. Well, I mean on on his level though, I don't know. Whenever you think of just badass narration, I think of Morgan Freeman or Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> like it, it just because Neil deGrasse like Tyson just says just some cool shit like that blows right. your mind, you know. Like and I he has a cool voice. No, his voice is cool and badass and like just Tom Kane. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Okay. The Clone Wars. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, um or uh Jeffrey Wright. Mm. For what if? Okay. Yes. And in, and in, like, breaks my heart. And in West, you know, Westworld, too. You know, he has some fair narration in there. Hey, I mean, uh, Goodfellas had a pretty good narration with Ray Liotta. Um, that's a real strong narration. Um, Robert Pattinson, the Batman. The Batman, that's a, that's a damn, damn good narration. But, all through all this, we're saying all these, and they're all great, but they're not Morgan Freeman's narration in the Shawshank Redemption. This is truly like, and you know, there's also something to the fact that he truly narrates pretty much the entire movie. Mm. You know, like he's a, uh, it's not like he's popping in and out a lot. Like the whole story is filtered through Red explaining it to you. Uh, mm. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's him just telling the story. Mm-hmm. Of how Andy escaped and all the details and everything. like, oh. and that's part of why we come come from this movie revering Andy the way we do because mm-hmm. he reveres Andy that way and he's the one telling us the story. So it's like, uh, God damn, this movie like just only gets better with time. It oh, like it really does. somehow like, um, I don't, nothing can beat that first watch though. Like Oof. the first watch is different. It like it is different. But, well, uh, the way they linger it, you know, like they're like he's going to bed. Haywood gave him six feet of rope earlier in the earlier in the day. Red's real worried about him. Uh, you know, Brooks Brooks 
committed suicide earlier in the movie and they leave you with that last shot of him sitting there with the rope looking real sad in his cell as the lights fall. Then the next morning they wake up and he's not coming out of his cell. You better be sick or dead in there. Uh, And then he's just not there. And the first time you watch it, it's like, oh, fuck yeah. Mm. What's uh, what's going on here? Mm. And uh, watch it, watching Red be like, like looking like over over everybody, like what, what's going on? And then like when they, he's like, you gotta ask him what the fuck's going on here. He's like, okay, yeah, my boy made it out. Oh man, um, <laughs> that imagine like being red in that scenario, you know, like not knowing at all that like. That's what he intended to do. I mean, like, he, he, he knew, but like, I mean, like, from not, like, thinking this dude is going to be a, the first crybaby, you know, to, to hearing that he got out and he's, he's out, like, gone. Like, for the whole night, he's been running, you know, like, so he's like confident that this dude is gone. And like, he's gone. You would have to feel like, I don't know. That that's just like secondhand badassery. You'd have to. I love I love what Red Red's narration again after he's gone. You know, he's like, I did miss my friend. You know, like I I was so happy that he got away, but mm. it made my days here even all the worse. You know, and uh, damn, seeing him go back to his parole hearing over and over over the years and getting rejected when he was like, yes, I'm rehabilitated. I'm ready to rejoin the world. Like this is, I'm I've absolutely. And they're like. It's what a fucking sick and twisted thing going on there to just be like, you must be lying to me. Bam. Uh, and then when he's finally like, dude, frankly, I don't give a fuck. You've beaten me to a pulp. I am done. I don't, I don't feel I'm, I'm, I'm out of this bitch pretty much. Like I'm, I'm, I'm mentally checked out and they're like, then perfect. Mm. Oh, so you're ready to kill yourself. You can go out into the world. Yeah, is basically the unsugar-coated version. Like it's, uh, it is just just super sad. How, how do you this. ask this question, Ellis Boyd Redding? Your file says you've served forty years in prison, forty years of a life sentence, four zero. Do you feel you've been rehabilitated? Forty years. Yo, if someone hasn't, if someone is still in prison going, no motherfucker, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm ready to kill again. Like, I don't know. Like, that's just, uh, (laughs) yeah, that, that, I mean, I, I, I would assume maybe there's a couple of those people on earth that exist, um, that are just that insane, but, uh, (laughs) I don't know. It is, it is like really sad every time I watch this movie and just are like, you know, it came out in 94 and I'm supposed to be feel like, oh yeah, this is a while ago. And like, this is just a movie. It's all fiction. And like, I well, can, yeah, you, you know, whatever. it came out in 94, but it is set from like 49 to 65. <laughs> like it's. Oh, so like, obviously we've gotten better since then and stuff, you know, and then we've, well, and perhaps, and perhaps in many ways we have, but, uh, I mean, obviously, I say not. prison in 1900 versus now. It's probably better now. You know, I'd rather be in prison now than in 1900. But, 
isn't the fact um, that it's a similar system at all kind of indicative of a uh, yeah. of a like oh we're kind of doing the same thing we were doing 120 years ago all right cool um <laughs> uh, uh, yeah yeah you know that's just that's that's something to something to consider um God damn. Yeah, I wonder what the spread of the rating is on here. It's yeah, I guess it's it's, it's strong. Just, it's strong. It's just equal across the board, pretty much. Yeah, every, everyone's loving the Shawshank uh, Redemption. But man, I uh, yeah, I don't know. Every time I watch this movie, it just re like reassures me that it's a top ten, like or just a, it's it, it's in my in my group of movies that like will always be up there for me like this mm. this will never leave my top 10 i don't think um, oh yeah i got fairly confident this is going to be a a top 10 constant mm. uh amongst that uh amongst the the top of my favorite movies of all time i mean uh there's just so so much that is just flooring about this movie and you were talking about how uh you know you like to think things have changed and you know this movie came out in 94 there's a there's a book i read called revolutionary suicide by huey p newton who was a political prisoner because he was a founder of the black panther party Hmm. and uh that shit where andy dufresne you know they're like uh put him in solitary for a month Hmm. that happened to huey p newton you know like that's like that seems like one of the most unrealistic what the fuck how could you possibly do that to a human person thing in this movie and it's happened to various people in history and it's like uh that's insane that's immoral like there's like no way to go about it that's been like scientifically proven that it takes less than three days for someone in solitary confinement to like start to go insane like Mm. less than three days a then month. they visited him at the end of the month and went, give him another. Holy shit. That's like... I don't know. And the three days thing, that was someone who voluntarily went in solitary confinement and was like in somewhat nice conditions. And this mm. was just pure darkness and yeah. cold. And you got water, th- you know, like food and stuff was like given to you and like the light probably burned your eyes you know like it just was shitty all around the whole time like that Mm. oh my god like that's just that's nuts that that happens to people right to people it's Um, it's fucking insane dude mm. it's fucking insane but what uh, a what a weird rating for like enjoyment i'm you know like uh because it's not a very, not a very smile. You know, you don't, you don't enjoy this like a Spider-Man No Way Home, like where you're you're jumping out of your chair and. Of and, course uh, not. But if we take it back to how we discussed enjoyment on Dead Poets Society, there it know, is. <laughs> how it how it connects with us. Mm-hmm. This is this is certainly a five. Thank you. Uh, that's that's where I was trying to go. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you went there. I was going to bring up Dead Poet, the Dead Poets uh, thing as well. Uh, that's exactly where I was going. So, I, uh, I I don't feel I can give this anything other than a five in enjoyment because every time I do watch it, I notice one little thing that I didn't notice before, 
and that mm. one little thing can elevate the movie like tenfold even like it it, it takes like so little uh for this movie to just to get like better and better and better um and yeah i am a very comfortable giving it a five for enjoyment that's for sure um yeah i'm fairly fairly certain about that being a five out of five in enjoyment i mean like i said top 10 favorite movie of all time for me pretty much no doubt that's a guaranteed five out of five in enjoyment if it's a top 10 favorite movie of mine all time like that's just if i if it's in my top 10 it's going to be a five out of five enjoyment for me uh because there's a lot of movies limiting it to 10 is practically impossible um I mean, within our top 10 already, we have 13, I think, at least, or 12. Oh, that's uh, our or top No, like five. maybe, maybe even, yeah, top five. So, uh, so our top 10 is probably a good, good 20 or something like that. So, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> how, how can you there. limit, you know, how can you limit all these, all these movies? How could, how could you do that? So, um, but as a, uh, a genre, is this genre defining? I guess, you know, genre-wise, this oh is classified as a, a drama on IMDb. That's all it says. Um, you know, and, and that that one is, we've discussed this before, how that's that's the mm. hardest one to go. Oh, yeah, genre-defining drama. Like, uh, drama is pretty <laughs> all-encompassing. Yeah. Uh, that's the... But, as we discussed yesterday with Forrest Gump, mm. uh, you know... Because this is, this is, it's a similar problem we had there, you know, like this is a drama, you know, it's like, how do, how do you, how do you grapple with that? And, uh, I generally go to drama and go, all right, if I'm going to show someone a drama, like, I'm like, you want to watch the best, one of the best dramas I've ever seen. I, I don't know how you don't go Shawshank Redemption. This is in the same vein as Forrest Gump in terms of the like iconic American film. Like it's like, this is truly one of the greatest movies of all time. And it's widely regarded as such. And therefore Ooh. I think in terms of that's, that, you got to go 4.9 at like the floor. Mm-hmm. Like it's, that's, it's a very like good thing. You said that because like this movie is, Kind of, anyone can get into this, you know? Like, it, it, it's kind of weird at first for some people, maybe, you know, because just, it's just a different movie. Like, you don't really see, I don't know, just prison. Like, it, it's you're not expecting, like, such a great movie to come from it or whatever. But, like, it's It's sucked. a place of like... immense sadness that nobody wants to visit. Yeah. So why would they watch a movie about it? Mm. And frankly, you got to. Like this is this is one of those movies now, like where I'm like, if you haven't seen it, it is required viewing. You you have to watch the Shawshank Redemption. And that being required viewing, like the, I would say that too. Like I, I'd say, like if you want to have any say in film or like any whatever, if you want to talk just movies, like this is a movie you have to see. Um, and I don't like is giving it a five like too high? I don't know. Like I. I like in genre, it is just a weird rating. Like if, if 4.9 is the floor, you know, it's basically already a five. Um, yeah, I say we go I, ahead I and know. throw it at it. I, I feel like this is like, cause like what, like, like I was talking about Forrest Gump, like we were like, yeah, that's, this is about as genre defining as you can get for a drama. And I'd say I'd show Shawshank Redemption to someone before I'd show Forrest yeah. Gump. So yeah. 
it's got to be a little higher. Um, that's crazy. Like, um, I, that wow. Um, but I don't know. I think, I, 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 I think we're about to crown a new king. If I had to, uh, if I had to guess, mm. um, <laughs> if uh, yeah, I think we are uh, as a film now, and wow. Um, <laughs> here's my thing: is like a from a pure writing storytelling perspective. That's a perfect five. There's like no doubt in my mind that that aspect of this movie is a perfect five. The acting is incredible. Uh, they did such such a good job. Um, the only thing where I'd say it doesn't like excel at is 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 the filmmaking. Like it's mm. it's pretty and it's 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 well done, but it's nothing that's like wow. That like that 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 dropped my jaw. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like there's, there's, not, there's a, not a that, wallpaper shot. You know, or like you know, there's, I, yeah, like the soundtrack is really good, but it's also not a soundtrack that makes me go, "Fuck, I need to listen to it." Mm, um, fair, fair. Um, I mean, there are some flares in that soundtrack that that work really well. Like when he makes it out and is in the rain. Like that's a, that's a great that's a great orchestral flare there. But um. And, and all this to say, you know, like, uh, it's really high. It's not, uh, for me, floor, like, absolute floor, I don't think I'm here, is 7.5, 4.75. Mm, okay, I'm um, right there with you. I was thinking... Like, even... I'd, I'd, I'd go 4.8, 4.85 before I went, uh, I don't know that I'd go 4.9, because... 4.9 be... is, that that is kind of... Yeah, I don't know. It's got to be a. We've only we've only rated a couple movies four nines, man. Um, yeah, no, I I can't. Like story wise, yes, like I, I fully agree, perfect there. But like, if we are fully encompassing everything it is as a film, like the filmmaking and visuals, like that does matter. And a movie like Jurassic Park. Um, makes sense that it is a 4.9, you know, three we gave it. Um, even, yeah, we were like, no, um, fuck it. Let's, uh, let's give it a look. It makes sense. It is visually stunning. The story is basically perfect as well. Like it, and you know, it's, it's, it, it makes sense. 4.93. Forrest Gump, 4.9. Visually also, like, the, like, actually insane shots, different parts of the world, like visually stunning there. Um, and like shot well, Soundtrack, story perfect, everything there. Gump, so yeah, yeah, so like those numbers do make sense. Um, but it's not much say, lower though. Is the thing like uh, I'd I, say the most comparable thing on our list is if you scroll all the way up to a uh, uh, Dead Poet Society, that's a pretty comparable one here for me. Uh, and The Godfather are pretty comparable ones in terms of uh, the way I'm viewing this because uh, you know. When it comes to The Godfather, I'd say the story is a little weaker than The Shawshank Redemption, mm. but the filmmaking and everything that went into it elevates it to a to a level that The Shawshank Redemption didn't quite hit. But uh, it still knocked it out of the fucking park, and therefore I don't think it's it can't be lower than that. Like it can't be lower than that four point eight. Mm. You know, like it's got to be it's got to be there, or maybe a little higher. And yeah, that's that's the thing. Do we? Do we tie it? 
you know, with the king? Do we make this a three-way tie between the Godfather, Raiders, and Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, scroll up for me real quick. I, want to I, I believe I, I believe that those are the only 4.93s. Godfather is a 4.93. I think we've got Forrest Gump at a 4.93. Oh, okay, so a four-way tie. Um, Yeah, Raiders, Godfather, Forrest Gump, and then would-be Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah, no, and would-be Shawshank if given a 4.8. Now, if we give it a 4.85, for example, that is the new king. new king, yes. And it would, whoa, not eight, oh, a little bit high there. Um, it would give it. Oh, a little higher than oh, that. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> okay. Here we go. Give it a 4.95. So just 0.02 better than those three other movies. Forrest Gump. That's hard. That's Godfather hard. Godfather and. You know. Um, that's real hard. Um, let's see. Do you consider The Godfather as required viewing for film? All the movies we just listed are required viewing. For yeah, I, I feel uh, like The Godfather, Raiders, Forrest Gump, and Shawshank are, are required viewing. Can you comfortably say that Shawshank Redemption is better than all three of those movies? It took too long to answer, so no. I think it ties it. I think, I think that so. that's what feels right. Um, and 4.8 just kind of felt right, like, anyways. Like, not mm -hmm. even thinking of all the other ratings. Like, just, it's perfect story, perfect acting. The only thing that takes it back just a little bit is just, like, the visuals and, and like just and kind like of basic it. filmmaking so like, at points it's not like a yeah. it's just nothing groundbreaking and it, like it didn't like, need to be that's the like, yeah. and that's the thing like um it didn't really need to be it, it would be weird if uh like i don't know if it was glorifying or like you know if it was beautifully shot you know for something that is supposed to be so dark and and you know on purpose. um so i don't know a 4.8 like just makes sense anyways and I don't know that 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 is beautiful. Our our top five grew even more. Um, you know, yeah. another another one just to to slide up in there, which makes sense though. Um, oh, it always it always does. Our top top four is a first place. Um, so our top five is first place. Eighty percent of it, our eighty percent of our top five is first place. Um, yeah, <laughs> which is just amazing. But that's just perfect. That it makes just sense. Absolutely though. perfect. Yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, so that that leaves us with Shawshank Redemption at a four point nine three. It came for the king, and it did not miss. Um, that's strong, man. That's a wow. Yeah, that's, what a fucking film, man. That's I don't know. A, maybe I. You know, I was no. Maybe if it's taking this too long to answer, that's it's not. I'm thinking like, could it be better? Like, could it be the king? Like above all these movies, I think it it, it might. But like, I, I, here's I, my thing: is that pure purely from a story perspective, it has the best story of any movie on this of any movie on this. Mm. But there's the the direction of Francis Ford Coppola and The Godfather elevates The Godfather to a different level. Um, 
the action adventure nature of Indiana Jones being a like a, just the the classic archetypical we're fighting Nazis. This is this is fun as fuck. It's also directed by Steven Spielberg and it's just the soundtrack with John Williams elevates it too and I mean you got Steven Spielberg at the helm. It's gonna elevate it it's gonna elevate it a little bit. And uh and then Forrest Gump, you know, if there's anyone that I'm like not like not as confident on it being a four point nine three, it's Forrest Gump. Like I think uh I think this one like is the easiest one to compare to Shawshank Redemption. Um, and I watch Shawshank Redemption before I watch Forrest Gump pretty much nine times out of 10, Same, which is, uh, uh, it's just interesting that they end up falling to the same rating, but it, it's, it's, you know, maybe it's just because I haven't watched Forrest Gump as recently as I watched Shawshank Redemption that I'm like, fuck, I love Shawshank Redemption way more. I did. I, I love me some Forrest Gump. Yeah. You know, I love me some Forrest Gump. Uh, so I'm feeling good about this, but, uh. Yeah. Yeah, there's a certain epicness to the Forrest Gump tale that just makes it I mean, it is wild. I mean it I mean we we get like everything. Vietnam, ping pong champion. Um It's I it's mean, it's like... the definition of like American mythology. <laughs> you know, like a like modern contemporary American mythology is uh is Forrest Gump. But I I, I don't know. Like Forrest Gump is is good for different reasons than Shawshank is good. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a different, a whole different vibe of a movie. You don't. There's no way that like uh, you you pick Shawshank on a different night than than Forrest Gump. Like, there's no way. Like, they're kind of considered in the same like no, same yeah, day. Yeah. Like, whatever. I don't know. They're just di- kind of different movies. Um, and it is fascinating, you know, thinking about how, like, devastating some of the moments are, but Forrest Gump is generally a more upbeat film mm. uh, th- throughout, you know, but it's... Is it? Like, uh, there, there's some devastating shit that happens, but I think the thing that makes Shawshank devastating is that it doesn't roll off the protagonist's back. Mm. It It weighs on them. It hurts. It's painful. Meanwhile, uh, you know, Forrest, he's got, you know, he cares. He obviously knows what's going on and everything, but you don't see it. You know, it doesn't come through as him being devastated, as him struggling to move, to go yeah. on. Uh, but you get that with Red and you get yeah. that with Andy. And you, like, it's, it's real. There's a heaviness to Shawshank yeah. that doesn't come with Forrest Gump. Shawshank um, is just real. Like, it's just more real. Yeah, I'll say far and away this is the heaviest movie of our of our four point nine threes. You know, like mm. Raiders Raiders is partly up there because it's groundbreaking fun. Yeah, you know, like it's like I never knew there could be a movie this fun and exciting that was this well done. Mm. You know, uh, and The Godfather, it's The Godfather. I don't feel like that needs re- elaboration. Um, I feel like Shawshank, like it's another one of those movies that just doesn't need. Like, it just, within the name, like, uh, I don't know. It's like The Godfather. Like, whenever I think mm-hmm. about it, whenever I hear Shawshank, I think of it at the same level as The Godfather. Um, so oh, I, I yeah. feel definitely, like, comfortable where, where it's at and, and that it's time. All right. all I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad we've come to this and we've concluded mm-hmm. our week of 1994 flicks. It's been, it's, it's been a fucking trek for this week, baby. But now we're about halfway through the year. We got to wrap up June next week with our 1995 film. We're going to continue on the Morgan Freeman train with seven 
starring Brad Fit, Brad Fit, Brad Pitt, and uh, Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. And I cannot fucking wait Another to watch that. Another great duo. Another... Discuss that. Mm. Yeah, and the '90s are going to be a. It's going to be a fun one. I mean, Timon and Pumbaa. Come on. Damn. Do as far as duos are concerned, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a tough fucking time. Mm. <laughs> uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci, and Goodfellas. Oh, dumb and dumber. Fuck, Harry and Lloyd. Damn. That, we got some. We got some got great. Some bangers. Yeah. Not Forrest even... and Jenna. <laughs> For uh, Forrest and Bubba Gump. Oh my. Forrest and Bubba. Oh my God. Nineties awards about to go crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, but. We'll get there. We're only about halfway through now. We're only officially halfway through now. Um, we got 95, 6, 7, 8, and 9. And oof, we're getting to some contemporary classics, baby. This is going to get fun as fuck. Um, but before we get to all that, next week we wrap up June with 7. Uh, very excited for that. And with that, we conclude the Penny Bloom podcast. It was I, Colton Robertson, and I was joined... Bye, Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, glad we finally got this week in the books. Um, it was a good one. Good one. Oh, it was such a good fucking... Ah, just such a good fucking movie. and I just love it so much. If you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom where you'll find well over 24 hours of exclusive co- content. All that money goes back into making sure I can put this podcast on, make it happen. Uh, yeah, so that's much appreciated. If you would head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast, and remember peace, love, and bloom. And it really comes down to a simple choice really get busy living or get busy dying.